You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to On the Bench Instant Reaction. I'm Josh Newberg. Chris Nee is in the player press conference right now, so I am joined with by Brendan Sinone. Um, it's a win. Florida State defeated Boston College 26-23 up in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts on Saturday afternoon. The Seminoles moved to 5-6 and six on the season with the win, and FSU surged out to a 26-3 lead early in the third quarter. 5-6, and six, Joshua. 5-6. and six. That's my fault. I got you confused before <laughs> mentioning five out of the last seven. Get that. That's on me. All right. No problem. But Florida State <laughs> surged out to a 26-3 lead early in the third, needed the Akeem Dent interception to seal it in the final two minutes. Um, FSU dominated the first half. The Seminoles led 19-3 at the half. FSU got two first down, first half touchdowns through the air from quarterback Jordan Travis, and he had the offense rolling. Then, much like last week, the offense bogged down in the second half, allowing BC to make a game of it. Uh, we welcome in Brendan Sinone. Oh, officially. hello. How you doing? Fancy, fancy seeing you here, Joshua. Yeah, Brendan, um, you got to watch the game from the house as we sent Chris Knee on the road. It's a, it's a little bit different perspective sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. Um, what did you see? What did you think? Did you throw anything at your TV? More I was watching it from a laptop, so no. Uh, the ACC from top to bottom... Uh, at least of the product that I witnessed today, the ACC Network's production was horrible. The commercials they allow on there, awful. Are getting it, better. Mm, way I, better. That's better than what it was. At the oh, beginning way the better. I actually oh, even thought God. about that during the game today. It's like, oh, they must have gotten a whole new set of commercials batched in because what? the old ones were just awful. Uh, there's this one, it's like an infomercial. Someone's trying to clear their browsing like not their browsing history, but like their Google search stuff. We must be on different algorithms because I had like the normal ones because normally I do. I have the tact razor and the ear in the, in the hearing aids and like all that, but I didn't get any of those today. Must be on different algorithms. The the broadcasts, the camera angles, uh, only having one. The officiating camera. How about the the officiating? Let's get in the officiating. The officiating. uh, You don't feel like bleeping anything out, right? I'm not bleeping. <laughs> You're not bleeping out. I mean, it it was atrocious, Josh. And I don't allow, I'm well documented on this podcast. I don't allow like the game to, to dictate my, I like to see FSU do well. I'm not a diehard fan. I do like to see FSU do well. It's more fun to cover a winning team. I don't let my emotions get overly involved throughout the course of a game, especially like not after the game. I'm still mad. I'm still legitimately hot from watching that game. It was an embarrassment to, if you want to call this a, a sub- city of professional football, your minor league football, of high-level college football, whatever you want to call it, it was Bush League officiating. It was atrocious. Uh, I could think of a dozen calls or no calls that were awful. I don't know if we want to get into them. It, it was one of the worst officiating games I've ever covered or, or witnessed or attended uh, in, in my 33 years on this planet Earth. Do you agree? Was it awful or is it just me? Like it was bad, right? Okay. I think it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the calls were awful, but like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the reason why this game was close was because the calls were awful. I think Florida state did enough of, of bogging down. I mean, 
I, I think Florida State could have put this game away regardless of officiating. But yeah, the, the officiating yeah. definitely kept Boston College in it at some points and was frustrating. And Florida State, you know, some of them were deserved, some of them weren't. You know, some of them were the old penalties rearing their head. But um, yeah, I thought it was it was kind of ugly. <laughs> there were some bad calls. And they, to be fair, like they did, Josh, like overcome both their own miscues and there there were enough and i will get into that miscues at florida state committed like it was all on the officiating but they, they had to overcome that too that was a real thing like yeah it would have been great if florida state could have taken the next step i, I got a text from a source at, at halftime not someone in the program but someone on the outskirts of the program that texts me at half it's like it feels like miami this feels like the miami game just in the sense that you built a lead but it felt like it should have been a little bit bigger it was what 19 to 3 at halftime 19 to 3 at half jordan travis hit ontario wilson and lawrence toa philly for two scores in the first half he had the, the safety as well and the field goal yep. before the end of the half um and it felt though and again that's kind of where the penalties come in i mean that first drive you, you get an offense or this, i don't know it wasn't the first drive it was the second drive it was opi and jordan wilson i would have given fsu first and six i would have first first and goal on the six uh, they call an offensive pass interference on him. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't one. Uh, and so that backs you up, and you end up having a punt on that drive. Uh, on the next drive, I believe, there's a pass interference on a Maureen Cooper on third and six. That extends the drive. BC scores three. Now, this is where the officiating, Josh, like does affect you because it's not just three points there. Jamie Robinson gets ejected for targeting on that drive. He hits the quarterback with his helmet. Like, that's a penalty by the letter of the law. But you're not in position for that to happen if – the BS PI on a Marion Cooper. I mean, there's just a lot. I don't, I, man, I want to get into the officiating. We can, because there's more that happened later in the game, but it just, I, it's so difficult. This leaves a weird taste in your mouth because FSU has to hold on to win this game. They don't help themselves out in the second half. It does, but a, I, I know this sounds cliche, but a win is a win. I know it's it frustrating. Is. I know it feels kind of yes. weird now, but as we head to, to the, to the Gator game next week, and then we head into the off season, uh, this will be a win on on the road for Florida State against Boston College, and that's really important in the mm -hmm. in the life cycle of this program. Um, did you know Boston College had less than 100 yards of offense in the first two quarters? I, I did. And I a did. lot of that is due to penalties extending drives. I mean, it seemed like I, don't, I can't remember which drive it was of the first half, but there was one where it, it was just extended and extended and extended all the way down. And, you know, before you know it, they're in they're in field goal range. Yeah, that was uh, was it? I can't even remember if that was the hands to the face with Cooper. And that may have been in the third quarter. Uh, that was a phantom hands to the face penalty as well. But yeah, BC averaged only 2.9, I think, yards per play in the first half, which is horrible. And that was FSU's defense. Let's give them credit here. Like the, the front porch came to play. They set the tone. Jermaine Johnson was beastly as usual. They were just tag teaming it. Woo! And that's, I think they got Kier into. Thomas and Jermaine Johnson. They really got into their groove this game, huh? And, and, Kier Thomas had some missed tackles that he could have had for sacks. Uh, he got held once or twice yeah. where Jerkovic was able to get the corner and scramble. Uh, but really, they they teed off on Jerkovic and they made him uncomfortable. His final line on this game, uh, Josh, Phil Jerkovic, who's going to be an NFL quarterback. And FSU has gone through a gauntlet recently of future NFL quarterbacks between Van Dyke and um, uh, Finley uh, from NC State. Uh, no, is it Finley? No. You got to give Jerkovic a, a, a big shout out here. That drive that he went 96 yards. I mean, he was so beat up and could bear. I didn't, I thought there was a few times where there was a couple of hits where I didn't think he was going to get back into the game from, but he played, he played his little heart out. It was good for him. Um, but it wasn't enough 
uh, Florida State, they avoid the loss. Um, what happened with Zay Flowers? How come Boston College that wide receiver? Do you think that was more on Boston College and they're just inability to game plan him open or was Florida State doing something in the first half versus the second half where Zay Flowers seemingly you know got behind the defense a couple of times and there was even a couple of times where uh, Jerkovich mixed, missed him that he was open down the field so what did you see there um, just more time to throw in the second half Jerkovich was 10 of 24 on the game 148 yards one touchdown one interception 98.9 pass rate I and mean, that's an incredible job by Florida State and they sacked him uh, four times. I mean, just and I think about 96 awesome. yards went to Flowers, I believe. It, yeah, Flowers gets uh, three catches for 92 yards on just six targets, so you're able to bottle up even the amount of targets he gets. Uh, it's Devin Leary was NC State quarterback. So uh, most of Zay Flowers, and he's really good, uh, most of his yardage comes on isolation with linebackers. Uh, Kalen Deloach actually makes a hell of a play where it's this crossing pattern where he gets mm-hmm. stuck on Flowers and it's man-to-man coverage there, and that's not good. You don't want your linebacker, it doesn't matter who the linebacker is. And Kalen Deloach played his ass off. He had an amazing game. He had the safety, uh, but just hustle plays, filling gaps, run fits were really good. Uh, and this was a great play for him to, to cover Zay Flowers across the field. Uh, and it's a gain of 12 yards, but it could have been a lot more if Deloach isn't hustling to make that stop. So there was about you know three or four plays where Flowers gets isolated and they're able to find him obviously on three of those or two of those. And the other one was a deep shot down the sideline uh, over Jarvis Brownlee if I remember correctly. Um, and they were able to pick on the linebackers a few times in man coverage. And, you know, sometimes you're going to play man yeah, coverage. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, that's that's being nitpicky when you look at the totality of what Florida State did. They got um, Lundy a couple times, but what are you going to do? And then Lundy comes up with some big run fits. I mean, that's just, yeah, he, that's, yeah, that's, that's the I really the thought they were going to dial up a deep shot off the play action because they were running the ball so effectively in the at the end of the game there. I really mm-hmm. thought before they crossed over to maybe the 40, um, I really thought they were going to get FSU and they were going to catch them with a one-on-one with Zay Flowers on a Brownlee or something, you know, for the go-ahead touchdown, but they didn't pull it back and they didn't take the shot down the field. Um, were you a little surprised by that on how the game ended? Uh, and so at the end of the game, you know, the, the defense kind of wears out a little bit and people are, I, I saw some people say, oh, the defense doesn't look interested in playing down the stretch here. I mean, BC oh, had the ball so for 17 minutes, think, 10 seconds. Interest, are you half. kidding me? Come on. Uh, just Brennan, you, know. you need to weed out your timeline you got some weirdos on there because that it? defense played their hearts out i mean i think that they were exhausted down the stretch yeah. there's not another answer uh, you can't it's not like um back in the day when florida state had eight quality defensive linemen that they could just rotate in constantly and and, and get them in you are you got what you got on the field and i think just, i think all those guys played really hard um just they frustrating got the when they needed it they did i agree it's frustrating you know that that BC gets touchdown, 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 and then the turnover on downs. It's a 14 play, 64 yard drive. The defense holds. Um, FSU in the second half, and the, the game gets shortened in the second half. Where mm-hmm. you in the first half, you had one, two, three, four, five, six drives. FSU had the ball. They didn't even start off with the ball, right? FSU had six drives. In the second half, they start off with the ball. They have one, two, three, four, five, and that includes the kill the clock. So really, you you have. You have four real drives there in the second half. So the game FSU got you had w- one three and out the entire game. Uh, n- no, technically not because on oh yes one three and out and then uh, two times at the end of the half where they basically took a turnover on downs. To yeah, the no, clock, I mean really good game management by the way with Mike Norvell at the end there played that really well, smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but the offense just bogs down in the second half. You're not able to to hit on some some plays. You have the one eight uh, 
you have this, you open up this, the first half or excuse me, the first drive of the second half, seven plays, 75 yards the first time, I think since the second or third game of the season, Josh, where you're able to score on your opening drive of the third quarter and you have a chance to kind of put them away uh, and you're just not really able to do anything with that next drive. It's eight plays for 40 yards. I think it's because they really weren't able to effectively run the football. Yeah. BC was doing a lot of run blitzes, taking away the perimeter in the first half. Um, And I don't think Florida state's offense is meant to throw in, in a safe way. If that makes sense. Like I disagree with that. There's effective passing when there's like, when, when it needs to be, when, when the pressure's on, I don't feel like Jordan Travis is comfortable, Brendan, just sitting back there and taking the underthrow in, in just in getting the ball out. And I don't think he's there yet as a passer. And I think in, in this game, Florida state needed to effectively run the ball or take a little pressure off Jordan. I think when Jordan has to sit there and think a lot, he's not as comfortable when he can roll out and the blitz is on and he can just get rid of it. I think he's, he's more effective. It's, it's really um, a strange part of his development. He's, I don't think he's he's a great safe passer, if that makes sense. I, oh, okay. So there is some like when it when it gets to obvious passing situations, he's getting better. Um, I disagree with that. Well, of course you I, do. Well, that's not is our great. resident Jordan Travis apologist. I wouldn't uh, think anything else of you. Jordan was good today. I mean, he was not great. He was he was good. It, I'm not, not helped by drops up. So, but what I want to talk about though, with with this in mind, because this is when the offense starts to unravel, mm-hmm. uh, is that second drive of the third quarter. You get it with 8:05 left uh, at your at your own 21, and it's a really nice co- uh, combination of getting Jordan to run the ball, uh, him kind of spreading it out with some some rollout and play action stuff. Uh, some short passes, and you're able to get to BC's 33 on third and four. Uh, he throws that little bubble screen. They did a good job setting up – or sorry, it's like a perimeter screen. They did a good job helping him out with a play-action game, getting some quick pass-offs too. Um, he may, took some shots downfield though too, but they throw it to the left side of the the field, far side of the field, and it's uh, two two guys blocking Jaden Lars would be. Uh, both the tight ends miss, and it's negative one yard to Lawrence to Philly. Uh, Jaden blows it up. I guess it's just Jaden would be now. Uh, so then it's fourth and five. FSU decides to go for it. It's on the 34. It's kind of no man's land. And uh, and the, pla- the pass is broken up to Ja'Kai Douglas. It's behind him. But before the snap, there's an illegal formation. And it's called on Darius Washington. But Jordan Travis is hit in the face. And so it should be a you know, hands-to-the-face penalty that would extend the drive and make an automatic first down. Usually, usually an offensive tackle is told, hey, you're in the backfield. Uh, there's screenshots of it there where it doesn't look egregious, but you know, it is what it is. The very next play, same exact penalty is called in J Trav completes a pass to my boy, Jordan young over the middle of the field for six yards. It would keep the drive going uh, for that penalty to be called twice in a row. I think we can watch any game in college football. The rest of today, Josh, next week bowl games i don't know if we'll see that play that penalty called again for it to be called twice in a row when it didn't look super egregious it's just another example of uh, the officiating changing the course of this game you know if that happens you may be able to to get a field goal and extend like this doesn't become a game and darius washington ends up getting hurt man he ends up getting hurt late in the game you could just be pounding the ball and and i just man i fsu could have gotten out of this cleanly without guys being exhausted and partially by their own lack of execution, partially by the piss poor officiating. This ends up being a dog fight and, and you don't get to rest up against Florida and you could have had a nice yeah. blowout win. And yeah, that's frustrating. I, 
it was not the most efficient win for Florida State. That's for sure. Um, just 134 yards in the second half and 14 yards in the fourth quarter for Florida State's offense. But they do get the win 26 to 23. Two ACC wins in a row. They go up to Boston College, a place that Florida State hasn't historically been great at. And uh, the game starts at noon. So you knew coming off that Miami game, you know, there was a chance of a letdown. But FSU starts fast again. And that wasn't the problem in this game. Um, But they do get the win. So we're going to talk more about that this week. We'll have some recruit reaction up on Knowles 24-7. This evening, I know Zach, uh, he just texted me that he's he's been in contact and he's putting together a story now on some recruiting reaction from today's game. We have a bunch of stories up on Knowles 24-7. Like I said, Chris is interviewing the players now. We'll have some video and quotes from those guys. And we will be back on the bench on Tuesday of this week. Uh, got some travel stuff going on. Monday pod won't happen. But we will be here on Tuesday to give you guys something before Thanksgiving and probably one more pod later in the week, something like that. Hey. But um, Brendan, enjoy the win. Try to enjoy this one. I'll, I'll try. All right. For Brendan Sinone, for Chris Nee, I'm Josh Newberg. Thank you for listening to On the Bench.